0: Well, hello, folks. I put the long syllable on the O that time. No particular reason. And welcome to We the Peeps. Welcome (laughs) to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the USMNT. Ninja. Turtles. I'm Clayton. And I'm a musician.
1: I'm Ty. I manage a web design company.
0: And we love the nets.
1: That we do. Let's get this. It's we the people.
0: It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome, folks. It's uh, Rastapod time. That's correct. If you were wondering what time it was, check your clocks. Did you did you switch them for the uh, the the daylight savings time? Because if so, they'll say it's Rastapod time. It's time to break down another Rasta. Uh, we've been waiting long... Oh, so good to be here. Long and smooth and hard. Long and hard. <laughs> long and hard. We've been waiting
1: long and hard <laughs> for this. For a, for a drop folks. from this is, Greggy B.
0: This is Greggy B's first fish drop. This is a real Rasta. These are real games with a real squad building to a tournament that really matters, depending on your opinion of those things, the gold, Maybe? a cup, <laughs> yeah. that matters to some. Maybe
1: it's... T- Prepare for the Gold Cup. We don't yeah. really know.
0: We'll We'll dive we'll investigate into
1: that. that. But
0: yeah. uh the way to start this off for sure is up, hold the brakes. Folks, don't forget, if you enjoy this podcast and you like hanging out with Ty and I, um, please consider shooting us a five star review. Uh, that does it so much to help the show and to help us in our journey as podcasters. And so, five stars, please, and you might have your review read on this air. Indeed, it's true. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a possibility by a famous person being impersonated by a not famous person.
1: Uh, being impersonated then... by an actual famous person. <laughs> yeah,
0: Beckham is now doing impressions yep.
1: of Greg Berhalter. So. Definitely no, get your a, reviews in. It's Beckham is doing an impression of me doing an impression of Greg <laughs>
0: <Burrell>. <laughs> I know. It's uncanny. It's incredible. He's amazing at he's it, so though. You, gifted. you can hardly
1: tell. It's yeah. like
0: he's like Ashton Kutcher, that guy. All right. Uh and the other one thing uh worth mentioning is if you'd like to reach out to us on a more personal and interactive level, uh, get some actual back and forth going, get a jive happening. Uh, make sure you reach out to us at WTP Pod. That's wilbert Tango Pizza Pod uh, on Twitter. That's that's where you can uh, best reach out to us. Should we dive the fuck in? I think so.
1: Holla at your boy
0: la Uh, How many gloves? Yes. How many <laughs> gloves? Let's
1: get these gloves
0: on. Uh, in theory, there's only two gloves available for these three goalkeepers that we've called.
1: That Greg Six Berhalter. hands. Two gloves.
0: Let's go Ethan Let's do this. Horvath. Let's go Sean Johnson. Let's go Zach Steffen. Who's your pookie, baby? Zach Steffen, your pookie, baby. Uh, in Defenders, uh, let's have the formerly highest, uh, the, the former holder of the highest transfer. Most expensive American. The... <laughs> the second most
1: expensive American player
0: ever. <laughs> something, something, something. Something, John something. Brooks, welcome back. Welcome back. We miss you so much. Uh, another, another classic on this air um, who is perhaps less welcome, uh, but very much back, is your boy, Omar Galaxy. Back in the galaxy, Omar. Galaxy, he fucks <laughs> up so much. He fucks up.
1: He fucks up. <laughs> so, so <much.
0: laughs> Let's see uh, your new favorite. Oh, sorry, new, it's the...
1: a callback to like three months ago on this show. No, it's eighteen months ago on this show. Sorry, Omar. No, you're you're fine. Yeah, no, you're cool, man. I'm sorry that you had your most hardest moment in your life in front of like millions of people. Yeah,
0: and also sorry cool. about that hairline. Folks, uh, it's your new favorite rising star of 2019, Nick Lima. Uh, We're also going to get to see a little, well, we'll we'll at least have on the roster, Mr. Aaron Long. Uh, Welcome back. Daniel Lovitz, rising star of 2019 as well. That's a shared star there. And that's a, it's a, it's a shared, um, cynical, joking, sarcastic star your boy, the other Franco, the one we love, the one who brought down oh. Lioness, Matt Miazga.
1: Get in, Matt Miazga. Uh,
0: welcome back in. Uh, White toast, Tim Ream. And of course, the man with the flyest hair can't wait to see what luck he brings, DeAndre Yedlin. In the midfield, let's have the actual rising star, perhaps already risen, hanging high up in the Bundesliga air, Tyler Adams. Welcome back, Beardy Bradley. Michael Bradley's in the mix, folks. You know him, you love him. Um, let's have let's have the uh, the the sharpest the sharpest beard hair in the this side of the Mason Dixon. Sebastian Lejet, <laughs> uh, and of course your dark horse <laughs> candidate for our lifetimes, Weston McKenney, followed by the the porcelain prize, Christian Pulisic. The boy we love, Uh, and of course the less porcelain, less prized Christian Roldan, and the captain that would be Bradley Will Trap, in forwards as as our options uh, for forwards, we're gonna have Pauli Ariola Nips. And if you think the Pauli Ariola Nips joke is worn out, there is no better joke for a man whose
1: name is Ariola. He's heard it all, but he's never heard that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, of course, Corey. And by First the way... First name on
1: the team sheet.
0: Gotta <laughs> be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Jonathan Lewis. Why not? A little... Ooh, you know him. You love him. He, uh, he won our hearts when he was just a college pup. And then became the oldest prospect in American history. Jordan Morris we <laughs> will also have...
1: 28-year-old up-and-comer. <laughs> we have the, <laughs> the
0: the esteemed the goal-scoring christian ramirez and of course actual rising star of 2015 giassi zardez zez 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 tie this roster just dropped not a whole lot of time to process but i often don't feel that you need it you got that prolific mind over there on the other side of the line so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to tap into that try to Try to get that running a little bit, what were your first impressions upon hearing this line up
1: pure confusion <laughs> a what? i i I can understand a roster where you're trying to win the gold cup and so you bring together you know some 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 uh maybe on the cusp of of two old players because your goal is to like make a splash in your first tournament, so you bring in the best we've got. Um, and I can also understand a roster where you you basically bring in the the putative 2022 World Cup team and you give them all the experience you possibly can in, in competition by, you know, preparing for the Gold Cup uh, and then bringing that that roster to the Gold Cup. Uh, but what we got, <laughs> what we got is uh, it's most it's it's not a lot of like locked on players are missing. There's uh, that's not what I'm saying. There's there's maybe the the core 10 here that I would say you have to have are here. Um, but we're missing players from both the uh, best 23 of American soccer players right now, and from the potential best 23 in 2022. And so I'm, I'm left kind of scratching my head at, at, you know, why Giasi Zardes is here. Why, uh, why someone like Daniel Lovitz is here. Um, you know, is Cory Baird a locked in starter, the Will Trap experiment, etc. Um, and so I, I I don't really get it. Uh, I'm perfectly willing to give Greg E B the benefit of the doubt. Because he, you know, he he deserves a chance to express his methodology, and I I I can only judge based on how things turn out. But uh but it it is a worrying sign for me that the first roster where I was expecting you know this one will really make sense after all this time you know everyone's open you know international break makes perfect sense to prepare for the gold cup so you kind of bring the gold cup roster and that's I can't possibly think that's what we're seeing here um, and so I'm I'm left really scratching my head. Well,
0: I hate to tell you, but it may be that the simplest answer is. The rightest one, as Occam once said. Who's yes, that? I guy? was
1: about to mention Occam. Look, I general think general manager of the US national team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it is actually the case that Nick Lima and Daniel Lovitz and uh, who else who else in here? Let's talk about let's mention Lewis. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Lewis, Christian Ramirez. These are players Ramirez, that totally. you have to assume Greg Burhalter takes real seriously. And, you know, I I can't yet say that I've seen anything from any of those folks that I would take real seriously. Uh, Where but you my, go,
1: this is a U.S. men's national yeah, team This player. is our guy. This is our guy, yeah.
0: And and every it's... every coach, has, as as uh, Judge John Hodgman might say, every coach mm, has his little out. weirdsies. Shout out to Judge John Hodgman. Great podcast. Uh, every coach, and especially those of the USMNT T. They've got their little weirdsies, and it just seems to me that that we're seeing some of those come out. This, I do think, is a actual gold cup roster
1: that we're oh, looking at. Oh boy, could it be? Well, and, and oh, I might know Corey the weird.
0: Also, is on that list of of little weirdsies.
1: Yes, and I might know the weirdzy Clayton. Let me throw this out there. All right, this is the most college NCAA. Players I've seen on a U.S. men's national team roster in, in quite a while. You heard it here, um, whether that, first or it, last. It might not be a direct, you know, se- um, selection criteria, but it might hint at the type of player that Burhalter values, uh, which which scares the crap out of me. This <laughs> nothing's, you know, nothing is a is a worse investment right now, you know, quality wise than NCAA soccer with the shift towards MLS academies and all this stuff. Um, but I'm just looking through. I think Lima, Long, Tim Ream, Omar, Sean Johnson, Stefan. I'm just going through. That's about, that's more than half so far. Uh, Roldan, Trapp, Baird, Morris, Lewis, Ramirez, Giassi, maybe? a year or two that's that's a heck of a lot of players who played in college when you consider that that's that should in theory only be a subset of the mls players and that the mls players ought to be a subset of the of the u.s. men's national team i think you know the last time we talked we said that from our ideal u.s. men's national teams there were probably only you know three starters from mls something like that um and, you know a lot of those starters uh, the, the players who we consider highly are from MLS are players who didn't go through the, the college system so um, so that that's a that's a curveball to me and it's it, it definitely gives me uh, gives me pause um, and you know it, it makes me think that maybe the the focus isn't on the right places like I, I would really much rather devote time to someone like um, Andrew Carlton let's say, then, then uh, Jonathan Lewis or Josh, Josh Sargent. Why not? Yeah, yeah, Josh Sargent. Now, there is a confounding uh, factor in this camp, which is that it's a, it's a full international break. There is word, nothing confirmed, but there's word that there will be a U-20 and maybe a U-23 camp at the same time. Uh, and so it's possible that some players have been called in, you know, specifically to the U-20 or U-23 camp, um and I'm 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 fully in support of that. Um so I you know, if, if Weya and Sargent are in U twenty three camp and Andrew Carlton is in U twenty camp, I mean I, I can I can live with that. Um but it, it just feels like even even extracting some of those players there there are still, you know, choices that that uh right. are odd to me, like um like missing um what's his face? Dude from Wigan. Anthony Robinson. Yeah. Who showed in, you know, limited time that he was like clearly good enough to be a U.S. men's national team player, maybe not even at that position. Um, but, you know, clearly much more upside than 23 year old rookie Corey Baird. You know what I mean? I, or someone like CCV, where you, you think, well, he's he's starting, you know, playing regularly in the championship. So maybe maybe it's the case that like CCV or Cuomo Brown, those guys are going to the Olympic camp. Um, and maybe that's right, uh, but I I sure hope so. I'll, I guess I'll just couch it at that. Like if if there's not a reason for their the exclusion of those guys over you know Daniel Lovitz and and Nick Lima, I'm I'm a little upset.
0: Yep, and uh, I don't know if if we'll be able to pierce the veil and and get that answer directly, but surely over time it will become clear to us uh, if we continue yeah, yeah. to see some of this action.
1: It, it also involves the assumption that, like, this, this camp is a Gold Cup prep camp. And one of Berhalter's quotes, like, someone asked him about that, and he said, these are uh, 23 players who we called in for two games. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, so he's, like, completely noncommittal as to, like, what his plan is, which yeah. also makes me concerned that, like, wouldn't you think that this would be a wonderful time to – you know, get the band together for for a little bit more uh, training time before the before the big show comes up. Um, it's
0: also not exactly the it's, transparency it's we were promised. That
1: that answer not is... not exactly though. I, I'm I'm paraphrasing and I'm paraphrasing it uncharitably. Okay. Um. You know, he's he's nothing but um but open, but but it, the thought process there is confusing to me. It's like what in what world is any international break just a camp of two games like? you're always preparing for something or shoot, you know, look, looking forward to something. So, um, yeah, that, that, that one kind of rankles me, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment. I mean, I think they're going to, they're the team's probably going to do well. I mean, out of, as we said, out of the, the top, you know, five or six starters, they're, they're all here. Right. So, so it's not, it's not going to be that far from like what my ideal U S men's national team would be. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, there are some exclusions that, were, that are clearly, like, Greg Berhalter saying, I don't rate you. Um, and what which, are those? Because these are players who, who wouldn't qualify for those teams. So, like, Darlington-Nagby is a, is a weird one to me, that, that you have Corey Baird and Jonathan Lewis and not Darlington-Nagby, who's quite exceptional and I think would be... I mean, he was my pick to start at right-back for, for that right-back role. Um, you know, so clearly Greggy e. B... Not uh, not one of our dozen listeners uh-huh. on that last show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Fabian Johnson is another one where you're like, well, you're kind of, he's like, it's like, are we trying to win the gold cup? Is that the concept here? Um, you know, and uh, Kenny Seff would be another one where he's like. In in theory, coming from a, a higher level, I mean, I know there's injury stuff going on, but he like he's back, he's doing fine in MLS, like similar to what Baird has been doing so far in MLS. Um, Kellen Acosta is another one where you think, is there no room for Kellen Acosta in the in this national team? Like somebody who literally has played right back and center midfield for for the national team, uh, who's who's you know too young for Olympics or too, too old for Olympics. Uh, now the time if he's going to be involved in the national team uh so so i it's 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 weird it's it's definitely weird and you know time time will tell but i i think uh us men's national team fans will be looking at this with you know the first real skepticism about what burhalter is bringing to the table and i think that's justified
0: i would agree uh tire there there the, there's a reason for this you know there is after all a reason why we put up a team sheet in the first place and it is to play chile and ecuador uh those games will be taking place uh versus ecuador on march 21st uh you can watch that if you'd like to uh which you would on espn 2 and unimas and then we'll be playing chile on the 26th that's of march uh, also espn 2 and unimas uh it's it's going to be a test now are what, what are we uh absolutely are are we are we uh shoe in to defeat ecuador and a shoe in to lose to chile is that is that the unnuanced perspective we're going to choose to bring to the usmnt media
1: landscape it, it sounds like what you're asking me is who are these people? Who are these? Are these beauties
0: Indeed, it was, my friend. We face mighty foes on a daily basis, and uh, generally, I'm fine with just struggling in these trenches. But on occasion, I do turn to my comrade and ask him, "Who are they?" So, uh, Ty, who are these
1: peeps? So, these are two uh mid-level South American teams, they are teams that uh you know there's there's basically two two biggies in South America, Brazil and Argentina. Um and then there's a there's a big middle of the I would say the middle six teams which which kind of compete regularly for uh places in the uh World Cup. Uh, Ecuador and Chile have both been there in recent memory and both missed out on the the last tournament. Um they're uh, in somewhat similar spots. Chile's position is very clear, which is that they have a, a a generation that was very successful um in and won uh two Copa Americas in a row and then faded very very fast and uh faded just in time to miss the World Cup uh which was a big deal obviously and they are now trying to kind of rebuild from that and determine uh, what they're you know what what they're going to retain from the style of play that they had during that period and and you know how much how many games they really have left in the legs of Arturo Vidal and Alexis Sanchez, um, and they you know so they're 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 a team very much in transition. Uh, Ecuador is a little bit more um, focused on on their core that they've kind of been uh, grooming for a little while, including Enner Valencia. Um and uh, a, a young pup from FC Dallas, Carlos Gurezo, who's been a, a standout for them so far. Um so they have some players who are aging out, but I, I think they have a, a core that's that's coming into their own that that um I think can really uh be be successful. So I expect a strong test. With uh Ecuador in particular, you can expect a a tough, tactically rigid Game. They're very organized. They're the kind of team that, you know, scraps away in South America against much more talented competition by being smart, by being crafty at times, by uh, by maybe bending the rules a little bit. There's some dark arts involved, Uh, but, but, you know, doing everything that they can to to squeeze every every drop out of their uh, talent. And they they do that well and they have a good, good psychology and a good culture um and uh Chile meanwhile are are much more run and gun they've gotten used to being more of a um flashy team in the the time that they've had this kind of golden generation of stars coming up so they you know historically tr- have have played the these kind of like aggressive three at the back systems the Marcelo Bielsa inspired uh you know flair attacking teams that were trying to win you know 4-3 uh instead of winning one nothing and that's that's uh their heritage at this point, um, but it hasn't always been, and it, it might not always be. You know, they might have to, to adjust. Um, and both teams are now preparing for a Copa America this summer, so they're both trying to figure out that formula, determine the way that they're going to set up uh, in that tournament and, and how that prepares them for uh, eventual World Cup qualifying, which, you know, rightly is, is all that matters.
0: It is indeed. It's the only tournament that we count. Uh, we don't count the Gold Cup, for, for reasons which you'd know if you had tuned in in the past. But no worries, if this is your first episode, welcome Life's into the phone. all one fold. big friendly. It's all good. Um, Ty, it is... It is... We, the stage is set. Uh, we's playing good teams. We's brought a confusing team. We's not that good <laughs> in general. Uh, but... We's going to have a good time. He's not
1: good at soccer.
0: <laughs> but we's going to have fun watching this team. And a lot of that uh, is, is really simple. I mean, we've got Tyler Adams back. We've got Wesson McKenney back. We've got Christian Pulisic oh, back. Oh,
1: boy, the map midfield.
0: I want to get a little context going here on, on how these folks have been doing. How has, uh, let's start with Pulisic. How has Pulisic been doing uh, as of late?
1: Uh, so Pulisic has had a, a fallow period under Lucien Favre uh this season in general and then after the the move to Chelsea uh over the winter we expected that you know his mentality would improve and uh, you know without the transfer hanging over him and maybe he'd be freed to improve his performances and you know get more playing time he really hasn't gotten that much uh last week he had a goal and an assist which sounds really good Um, but they were both a little flawed in that, um, the, the assist was kind of him trying to control in the box and, and his touch went too far and it happened to go to, uh, to Paco Alcacer who slotted home. So it was like sort of a fumble leading to a touchdown. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and the second one was a, a shot where he didn't quite connect, right? Like it wasn't what he was trying to do, but it worked, um, and so, you know, uh, nonetheless, played played uh, you know, thirty minutes or whatever, had a goal and an assist. So that's that's good. Um but he, he playing time's been hard to come by. Uh Dorman are now out of Champions League, so there's not gonna be as much pressure on uh the legs um as there previously had been and they're gonna be, you know, going all guns to uh to win the Bundesliga. Uh currently I think tied at the, at the top with Bayern. So um I don't predict he's gonna be playing a whole lot this uh this uh Spring, and so he should get his games in for the nats, and I hope he goes ninety both games
0: and how have Adams and McKenney been showing
1: um so Adams has been just continuing to roll he's been starting regularly, playing well, the team very rarely concedes. I still think they have yet to lose with Adams in the lineup, um which has happened maybe six or seven times, so he just he He's just a, a a a revelation. He's instantly become a lock starter uh, when, you know, when healthy or, you know, not being uh, rotated for fatigue reasons. Um, he's clearly, you know, one of the best players they can put in their midfield and, and they're a top four team in the Bundesliga. So uh, it's kind of happening at a rate that no one expected. But it, it's certainly what I expected and what I what I had what I had uh, predicted on this air was that he would he would just hit the ground running and. Um, and he's been fantastic. So I, I think, on form, on you know the last three months of of soccer, I think he's the best American soccer player around. Killer. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's wild. We love that. Uh, Weston Weston has been doing rather well personally, but Schalke has been horrible. So it's hard to totally disconnect him from that. Um, you have to lay a little bit of that on at his shoulders, but his his roles. I mean, he's he's played everything from striker to winger to central midfield to wide midfield to fullback. Um, and so he, Schalke has basically been asking him to do uh, inconsistent things week after week, and he's been decent at at doing the other things aside from central midfield like when he when he's been in central midfield he's great he's he's a total boss and he 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 does influence games and he does um he does exert his his will uh and uh namely playing against um uh Manchester City he started the first leg and man city were up uh, and and Schalke ended up up 2-1 on on man city uh, and they subbed him off in like the 70th minute, and Schalke lost three two. So that in that first game for 70 minutes, Weston beat Man City. Uh, let's not mention the second leg where <laughs> Weston started at right back, and they lost seven 0 um, Oh but, boy! But uh, that doesn't support my data, so I'm just going to exclude that one. But uh, for for 70 minutes, Weston did beat Man City, and he showed that he 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 you know belonged uh, at that level and can and can compete with that kind of athlete. Um, you know more than more than can compete. I mean, I, I in my opinion, it was a, a dress rehearsal for things to come, uh, where I think he'll he will be in a powerhouse Premier League midfield before long, um, and and operating you know at at the same level with those guys. So uh, he continues to be a standout, more more than a standout. A, a, you know, a, a top three player in the national team pool. Um, and he's one of our youngest players as well, so it, it's, it's all good. Uh, Weston's, Weston's uh, uh, continues to be amazing and uh, a bright, shining star of hope for the Nats.
0: A fantastico. Ty, what for you, uh, moving into this, these couple friendlies, what would you consider success coming out of um, this?
1: I would consider it successful if the team plays the same way as last time and doesn't deviate from that approach.
0: Okay. Which was? Just remind the people real quick. What is the... Uh, well,
1: so there, there were some, some, like, nuanced tactical things. There was the the sort of transition between, um, between the attacking shape and the defensive shape, uh, the defensive shape being a, a rigid 4 kind of deep-lying blocks, usually. Um, and then the attacking shape was this sort of fluid uh morphing thing where he, the right back it was Nick Lima both games would tuck into the middle, played alongside the the number six uh to become kind of a two man uh you know uh, defensive block in midfield and then there were two attacking minded midfielders who were a little higher and they were looking to receive balls from those the the defensive block um so you had basically a three two two three in attack, in which there was a lot of fluidity and a lot of movement. I saw Berhalter interviewed about his tactical approaches, and he basically said on defense, he wants the opponent to be predictable because a predictable opponent is easy to stop, and on offense, he wants to be unpredictable because it's harder for the opponent to stop that. So that that sort of general principle pervaded everything he did. Um, but there are there were specific things that I just adored, which were they tried to pass out of the back no matter what and like sometimes you could see them panic and then the like under under 10 mentality would would come in like that you could tell that all of these players except for the german born ones have been yelled at so many times to just just kick it kick it long, kick it long. Like any time the opponent gets near them when they have the ball in defense and they like revert back to this like Freudian state and they (laughs) boot it. But you could tell that the instructions were were, were to not do that. And it happened very, very rarely. Um, And they tried by hook or by crook to get the ball on the turf out of defense. And I I adore that and I want that to continue. Um, And the other one that I I really loved were the the line splitting passes uh, where you had... Both the the three uh, defenders in that that line of three on in the attacking shape and the two defensive midfielders looking out for passes to the the five forward players um, and not not long balls you know not not balls over the top but balls through defenders uh, that were that were vertical positive fast moving balls that uh, that bypassed a lot of defenders and, and very suddenly change the dynamic of the, the, the game. So you go from a situation where the, the defending team feels very stable to a situation where they're like, Oh shit, what do we do now? Where do we move? How do we, you know, they, they might've been accounting for players being in certain positions and players were switching positions and cycling between different locations. Um, And so it just goes back to that theme of unpredictability, but I love that it's on the ground. It's, it's fast. It takes a speed of thought. Uh, to execute, and it puts the opponent on the back heels as opposed to a ball over the top, which is the you know trademark u s men's national team tactic that you have Josie and Bobby Wood uh up top, and you just hoof it over the the back line of the opponent and hope for the best and that is over that's over in world football it's not going to work at the international level we're never going to become a better uh soccer playing nation with that kind of mentality and and it needs to end so those kinds of patterns, I want them to just stick to that rigidly, and it doesn't matter one iota to me if they lose both games by heavy margins. If they just continue to stick to that game plan and not uh, bow to the pressure of, you know, this friendly, um, that will be very meaningful to me.
0: Ty, can you make? There's this. Uh, there's this tweet from from the U.S. Soccer, whatever, whoever handles their oh boy. tweets. That I can't seem to make sense of, and I, I I can't pull my eyes away from it. Okay,
1: no no guarantees, but I'll yeah, give it a shot. Let's
0: see let's see what we
1: think here. It <laughs> it's says, uh, DeAndre Edlin being carried over a moat in Trinidad.
0: <laughs> it's all caps. It says yeah.
1: March. Oh yeah, I see
0: this tweet. <laughs> oh, new line is new line t new line here exclamation mark new
1: line. R. It's it. It's the uh, the acrostic, isn't
0: it? Which is
1: am I moite? missing something?
0: M O I T H. So it says March. H-
1: March roster is here, but it, it, in an acrostic.
0: <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Wait, March roster. I see. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's like a it's like a that that's like a crossword <laughs> style. I couldn't it's not it's a, <laughs> the article I'm looking at. It's like it's not formatted properly. But uh it makes this sense is, to me. This now. has
1: been uh Two guys talking about a tweet that one did not understand.
0: <laughs> Five stars, please. Five stars, please. <laughs> Rate right and review. Uh, it has been a while <laughs> since we <laughs> since we got together. Maybe oh, before we split, we should talk fishies. You want to do that or no?
1: Uh, well, we we touched on a lot of them already. I don't I don't think we have a full a full report. Um, and we 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 talked about the the three biggest fishies in the pond, um, but I think maybe the best opportunity to do that will be see who comes out of these who who's in these camps the the u twenty uh camp is pivotal because the the world cup's in may, so this is this if they are going to to do something it'll be the one of the last chances that they have to prepare the team um, and you have had uh Okay, okay, I can't resist. I'll do a little. Uh, you've had youngsters like uh, Gianluca Busio um, uh, playing in MLS at uh, 16. You've had uh, Paxton Pomacall coming in in the the second uh, game of uh, the MLS season and uh, having a man of the match Player of the week style performance as a as a playmaker for playmaker for Dallas. So um, the the dawning of, of a new MLS season has shown that, there's a little bit more willingness um among the coaches to take risks on these these young kids i think the the alfonso davies effect is is in place here where you have uh where it's it's more clear that not only an organizational priority needs to be getting time for these young kids but a uh an on the field priority should be as well because uh, you know anybody who doubted that alfonso davies should have been playing at you know fifteen or whatever um they ended up with a lot of egg on their face, and and it's it's just as dangerous to miss the talent as it is to uh, to overrate them and put them in too early. Um, so you're seeing MLS teams start to embrace that a little bit more, and I'm I'm really excited for a U20 US national team that is not just you know hotshot kids from Europe because that's 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 great and we like that. Um, but it's also kids who are playing regularly in a real league. You know, MLS is not a not a top five league, but it's a top twelve league. Let's say um, it's it's a it's a it's a tough place to play with a lot of talented and expensive players. And um, you know, you have you have guys like uh, Chris Durkin who are who are lining up alongside uh, Wayne Rooney and and Luciano Acosta and and standing out even in those circumstances. So um so those are those are the the U20s that I'm I'm uh, especially pumped to see because in the past we've been reliant uh, on say college players or players who are you know just kind of on the fringes of of teams and it'll be good to see real full-fledged uh, MLS players. Yes, in um, the past this, we've been yeah.
0: relying on college players. And by the past we and then, the yeah, present,
1: the national, the senior national team. Yeah. Uh, that aside, um, and then the the uh, Olympic team is is a really intriguing one because, man, if they left out Eric Palmer, Brown, CCV, Weya, Sergeant, I mean, that Olympic team is going to be lit. Is that? Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, That's a U twenty three kind of thing to say.
0: <laughs> so lit. There's
1: going to be there's going to be a lot of like seasoned pros with with many senior national team cap, caps uh as a part of that that squad. So I, I could I could see that being really exciting to to watch as well. So I think uh once we get those rosters we can we can dig in on on what's going on with those fishies. Um I want to give one quick shout out to a fishy we have come to appreciate quite a bit, Sergio Dest, who was a he played at the U17 World Cup last cycle, he played U20 qualifying. He was uh, he's a right back he was unplayable at times in U20 World Cup qualifying um the the US did extremely well in general but he he stood out even in that context and he is the right back for uh for young ajax which is ajax's second team and my perspective on him has been that you know okay he's he's at ajax's second team that means he's probably not ready for the the senior national team but he <laughs> in the intervening time Young Ajax has won the second division. And Ajax senior team beat Real Madrid in the <laughs> round of sixteen of the Champions League. So my opinion has shifted slightly in that I no longer think that he has to crack the Ajax first team to be national team ready. Um so I I, I sure hope he's he's in the plans. And if he's not in the plans for uh for the for the seniors, then I'm excited to see wherever he lands. But just like a quick a quick, uh, you know, shout out in that direction for people to keep an eye out for Serginho Dest because the guy is really going places, and he's he's, you know, he's not quite good enough for Ajax's first team at nineteen, but that first team is turns out is a, is a hell of a first team. So, um, he's got real talent, and I think he, he he could fill an important role for us.
0: Folks, I for one absolutely cannot wait to see this team suit up, man. College players, you know, complaints be damned. I love the yeah, Nats I don't care. and I, I want I can't wait. It's been a while and this shit's gonna be for real. We're gonna get to see our, our senior team with no caveats uh play play a little bit of a a little bit of footy out there. So definitely tune into that. Make sure you watch that, if for no other reason than so that you can enjoy the review show that we do here on we the peeps Ty, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off.
1: No, I'm pumped. And I I can't wait for these U23 games to be announced. So they're going to play games for, for U20s. I mean, uh, it's going to be an amazing summer of soccer kicked off when the U S wins the U20 world cup. And then that'll lead straight into uh, lifting the gold cup. Um, and then U twenty three, Olympic qualifying where we will beat Mexico seven nothing en route to victory. So it's gonna be an amazing summer and <laughs> as long as all those things come true, I'll be happy.
0: Oh, and I'm 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 sure they will. It's it's a low bar you've set
1: there. Folks Yeah, it's it's like the secret. I put it out in the universe and now that's <laughs> The power of attraction. It's no
0: longer, the secret that no longer is secret. Secrets out.
1: Secrets out, baby.
0: Best seller. Uh, Juergen clinton has been
1: tried that already. Yeah, it's been disproven. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he just didn't do it right.
0: Uh, You know, I, I, I really, one of the most underrated things that I like, I would say, is a smooth internet connection. I've had one all roster. I've had one all day. It's easy to forget how important that Buttery. is. I have it on my phone. I've got it on my computer. I've got it in other ways as well. I'm sure that I'm not aware of. Probably my my you know other devices like my various watches and beepers. They must be connected <laughs> to the internet as well. I don't. I don't Your use my pager. Versions. Is that my how pagers pager. work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also really like um, the uh, an opportunity to. You know what? I like showing people grace when indeed I have the opportunity to call them out. Ty and I were recently Ooh. in an airport. Dude straight up skips a 45-minute line. Oh, boy. And uh, I, I did call him out. I said, hey, what's up with that? Uh, did you just cut the line? Question mark. Gave him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was joining someone. He said, yeah, they asked me to go over there for some reason, <laughs> which is pointing to the back of the line. And I said, well, that's for some because... <laughs> reason, they wanted
1: me to start at the end.
0: <laughs> I said, dude, that's because that's that's because all these other people are waiting in line as well. And he was like, he was, you know, this was a this this was a escalator. Don't escalate moment. And I, I you know, I went I went with don't escalate. No worries, man. Just you you, you do you. I, you know, no, no literal sweat off my back. I, I mean, no, no metaphorical sweat off my back, although there was at the time some literal sweat. Literal sweat coming all over back. Um back. And, and I like that choice, so I'm going to pat myself on the back for it. We're all good. No worries. No one, you and know. then wipe your hand
1: off after.
0: <laughs> it's very drippy. Um, and I really like uh, James Blake's new album, which is not that new anymore, oh God, but I listen good. to it so much. But I, I don't love to too, any it's great. of that shit. As much as I absolutely
1: love the gnats. Goodbye, people. Get hype. Nats time. Real Nats. Get it, get it, get it, get it. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's
0: we the people. It's we the people.